Broadcasting live from the Campbell Student Union Center at Buffalo State. This is The Blitz on 91.3 FM. Here's your host, Evan DePasquale. Welcome back to Hour 2 of The Blitz here on 91.3 FM WBNY. 91.3 FM WBNY is Buffalo's original alternative station since 1982. Brought to you by the Buffalo State Student Activity Fee. Again, I am your host, Evan DePasquale, and again, we have our guest of the show today. Let me pot up the mics. Welcome into the show, uh, the Angelina Cruzal, the captain of the Buffalo State women's hockey team. Hi. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, it... You guys want to start it off because I know that we we've been kind of like getting. I, I know you were talking earlier, Evan, about wanting to say something about. You know, it, this was a tough season for you, but what do you feel like you really learned about yourself and your t- and the team this season? Um, that it's really important to have everybody on the same page, and uh, you know, just that that's the main thing is that everybody just needs to be on the same page and it's very evident when everybody's not on the same page one thing that i'd like to start off with that just jumps right off the bat is you're from california and obviously buffalo is no california especially especially I'm... this type uh, this time of year i mean it's april and we still hardly can get above freezing I we mean, got it's ridiculous, snow but... literally yesterday <laughs> yeah what's it uh that's got to be like a whole nother world for you coming to buffalo over from california um, kind of. I mean, I I was telling both Evans earlier that I've spent over half my life like inside ice rinks, so it it wasn't really as big of a an issue for me as if I were like a field hockey player or like a volleyball player or something. But like, it wasn't too much of a transition. It's just very windy here, more oh, yeah. more so than in California. <laughs> yeah, when you're near the lake, it's like I'm sure like you live. You live 45 minutes from San Francisco, mm-hmm. 45 minutes south. Mm-hmm. So you might be pretty close to the Bay Area. And does it ever get windy over there because of the being by the the Pacific Ocean? Um, I think the closer you are to the Pacific, the windier it gets. Like, um, usually pretty cool in San Francisco and Santa Cruz. It's also pretty cool. But where I live, it, it tends to get pretty warm and not very chilly. What would what's the difference between like the hockey pop the hockey love affair in Buffalo compared to back home? Um, well, very very like minuscule market where I'm from. It's pretty big in Southern California, but where I'm from, we have well before I left home, we had one girls program and like a very very like small beginning one, um, like thirty minutes away from me. But it's the kind of thing where I grew up playing with the same girls every single year because we just didn't have enough people to field new teams or anything like that. Whereas in Buffalo, like, there's so many girls, but somehow they still all know each other just because women's hockey is kind of a small market to begin with. But where I'm from, it's, like, even smaller. Like, I even know girls from, like, down south because we those are the only girls that we tend to play during the season. So, yeah. Do you go back home or do you, uh, during the summer or do you normally, like, stay here? Um, any break that I have, I usually try to make it back home just cause I get like homesick. So. Do you, do you drive or do you fly home? Uh, I usually fly home. I drove back 
this past summer, like I drove my car back here, which was kind of an adventure. But yeah, how long? How many days did that take? Uh, three or four? Three or four? Yeah, something like that. You Dude. must have had some excursions built in, though. Like you must have stopped a bunch of different places along the way. Did you kind of make a uh, just tour in the country type of deal out of it? Um, not really much as like I probably should have. My mom and I were both kind of in the boat of like get to Buffalo as fast as possible just because like I had a car full of stuff and it wasn't like wasn't like a joy ride I was just we were pulling like 13 hour days on the road and it was just not very pleasant honestly (laughs) how did you find out about Buffalo State um I played a tournament at Riverworks in 2017 2016 and I got scouted by the coaching staff at the time and then that's just kind of how it happened yeah, so you played for a team in California, and you guys had a cross-country tournament in Riverworks. Like, how does that get set up, and how does that feel as a you know you know as a team cross-country playing at Riverworks? Um, well, it was actually kind of a common thing with us, just because, as I said like earlier, we there's not really many women's like there are no girls teams where I'm from, so we were pulling like cross-country tournaments every other weekend. Like we'd go like Boston. Buffalo a couple times, Rochester, um, Chicago, like everything that was as far away from California as possible just because there are no scouts in California. You don't get looked at on the West Coast. I, I think that's starting to change now, but back when I was playing, um, we the only way we would get seen is if we came all the way out here. So, yeah. If I can uh, piggyback off of that, where do you think your favorite place is that you played thus far in some of these cross-country tourneys? Ooh. Um, I really like Boston. Um this isn't cross country, but uh, I've been to Alaska three or four times, and it's always really nice there. Um, Buffalo's okay, I guess. Um, oh. Rod- Rochester's pretty cool. The Bill Gray's uh, Iceplex, I think it's called, is pretty cool too. Yeah, they have a nice rink up in Rochester for sure. I I definitely think that just I I feel like the 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 market if you had been able to see what Buffalo looked like. In the late 2000s, oh my goodness, it was, you guys, in my opinion, you guys were not young enough, old enough to see that. I was, I remember watching, or at least listening to a Sabres playoff game when I should have been in bed. But back to, um, do you have any, like, moments where you were either watching a game or at a game where that just like kind of sticks out in your mind as a, like watching a professional um i'm always taken aback by just how large like nhlers are like they're just big dudes you know like playing like women's hockey it's i mean there are some decently big girls sometimes but like being at sabers games and stuff i'm like i always forget how like huge they are mm-hmm. yeah do you have a favorite player? Like currently, because I remember we were talking earlier. You said Christian Erhoff, former Saber, was your fa- was your favorite uh, growing up. Do you have anyone currently? Because I know you said you like the Hurricanes. I feel like I, I yeah. So I Christian Erhoff was like my OG, like whatever. Um, and then Mark Edward Vlasic, who's a defenseman for the San Jose Sharks, and um, Andre Svechnikov from the Hurricanes. What about Sebastian Ajo? Sebastian Ajo's sick. He's also one of my favorite players. I was like, I was just like waiting for you to say, I hate him because he's just so, like, you know, the good players are always the cocky ones or something like that. Yeah, he's so humble. 
It's it's such an interesting name. Like, that's probably the coolest name in the NHL, Sebastian Ajo. Yeah, the Islanders have one, too, actually. Oh, who? Yeah, he's yeah. one of their defensemen, isn't yeah. he? Yeah, there's Sebastian Ajo. two Aho. Sebastian Ajos. There's two <laughs> Sebastian Ajos. Just like how there's two Josh Allens in the NFL. Right. I mean... People really only care about the one, though, right? Yeah. The other one's not too bad, though. He's a former pro bowler in himself, and so he, they're both really good. And he made ours look like a fool when we uh, yeah. played them, but still, we got the Let's not Josh talk Allen. about that. I don't want to... We don't I need don't... to talk about that right now. <laughs> all that matters is that we have the best Josh yeah, Allen. Yeah, all, all that matters is Josh <laughs> Allen's better than Josh Allen. That's the only thing that matters. So the 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 Benjis, which is like Buffalo State's version of the ESPYs, uh, will be coming up on May first. So you are nominated for two of them. You're nominated for. Let me find it. Uh, it was a scholar female athlete, and it was a career be- a female like career or something like that. Yeah. What was it? Outstanding uh, career. Outstanding career. Like what it what does that mean to you? And also weren't you were the leading scorer for your for the the Bengals this year? Like what what does that mean to be able to feel be honored be like just being a, as a a finalist for this? What does that mean to you? I mean, it means a lot and honestly I didn't even know I was nominated till like this morning, so it's kind of <laughs> kind of shocking. Um but yeah, it means a lot. I mean, I definitely don't do this like I don't I'm not an athlete for the accolades or any awards or recognition but it, it it's just sort of like a support that's pretty much t- saying that I'm doing something right I guess I don't know it's it's always good to have a reassurance like I said I'm not in it for the reassurance but it's always nice to have some Oh so what did it, you were the captain this year did they have a did did you get a C on your on your jersey Yeah I I did I did because I was going to say, I never, like in the pictures, we did a, you and I did 10 questions, which will be posted up on the Buffalo State Athletics page mm-hmm. in hope in about a week or so. Uh, and I was just like looking at all your pictures and I was just like, was she the captain or, but yeah, you were. So what did that mean to actually be given the C? Um, A lot. I mean, initially at the beginning of the season, like our, my coach, well, my coach at the beginning of the season brought us. There were four of us, and he brought us all into the office, and he was like, well, like, we can't pick one, so we're just going to have four. And I that didn't really go very well, mm. but then he left, and then the morning he left was when I got called into the office, and my coach was like, yeah, we're going to let you wear the C just because, you know, you, everybody says you're easy to talk to and all that stuff. <laughs> I mean, she is pretty easy to talk to. I would say that you were saying to me, you like right before we got on, you you you're just like I'm so nervous. You're doing great. Thanks. <laughs> so, um, what are your uh, expectations for the the NHL playoffs and obviously your Carolina Hurricanes? Honestly, I. To be completely honest, I have not been paying a ton of attention to the NHL this year just because I've been, like, super busy. But um, everybody keeps saying that Colorado's going to win, which I, I, I would believe it. I honestly just, like, I don't want Tampa to win again. Oh, um, I do. And, oh, oh God. No, Why? Evan. Why? I love seeing dynasties. Three-peats. No. no they need to be humbled. No, they need to win. No, Tampa's they need to be humbled. Three-peat. No. First three-peat in a long way. time in hockey. Let's go. Um, Minnesota all the way. <laughs> is, I, where is Minnesota? In? They're, they they're just with Colorado last in night, St. I think. Louis. Yeah, they're, they're in the West, I'm pretty sure. Yep. 
Oh, I was thinking they were in the East for some reason. Um, what a, So I like to always know. I, I don't know if you know too much about the Jack Eichel situation. I've asked this with a bunch of the all the men's guys. I want to know your perspective as an ath- as an athlete and someone who's played the game. What do you? What are your thoughts with what happened with the Jack Eichel situation? If you have any. Um. Again, I'm not like super versed in what happened and everything, but f- what from what I do know, it just kind of seemed like I don't know. I I feel like it, it could have been handled a lot better by both sides, honestly. Um. And I don't know. He like coming like. The interview he had after the Sabres beat the Knights after that, when like when he first came back, it's just kind of embarrassing, honestly. Like, have a little class. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Just kind of awkward, uncomfortable. It's like Twitter was blowing up the next day about everybody hating Jack Eichel. And it's like, he doesn't seem like the best guy, but I don't know. It's just, I don't know. It's not, I, I don't like it when sports get dramatic. So Now, have you ever played in... Uh, a re- like in have you ever played in Canada before when you play like if how should I put this like when when you played before Buffalo State when you would play those tournaments have you ever played uh, in like other countries probably Canada would be the one that you would play out of country yeah we uh, had a couple tournaments uh, when I was like younger we had them in Vancouver and then as I got older it was uh, like Toronto and uh yeah, most mostly Vancouver, but we did go to Toronto What's, like once or twice. Is um, how different is Canada compared to um like the United States when it comes to hockey? Uh the girls are huge. Like they are <laughs> like you can tell they're just bred to play hockey. I don't even know. They're like sick too. So I, I it's definitely a big size difference. And and it's even like that on the East Coast versus the West Coast. Like there aren't a lot of like super big girls where I'm from, but on the East Coast there are some like powerhouse girls who are like 5'10" like that's crazy to me. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Um, I wanted to ask a quick question. Obviously, uh, just this past season, uh, Rachel Gramp is now, you know, went from just interim head coach to be your permanent head coach now. And you guys, you know, had a rough season last year. There's not anything to shy away from that. Um, you know, like both men's and women's hockey both had rough seasons and are both looking to bounce back from that. But obviously, this is, you know, Rachel's first year as a full-time head coach as Buffalo State's women's head coach. And what can you just kind of say about her, like the way she leads a locker room and how she leads the bench when, you know, you guys are on the ice, just, you know, just everything going forward and how you guys could be better, a lot better next year? I mean, she, there's zero doubt about the fact that she knows what she's talking about. Like she knows the game backwards and forwards, like positionally super sound, knows where everybody's supposed to be. Like any scenario in the offensive or defensive zone, like, she's able to like come up with how to get us to like think the game better. She thinks the game really well, so she's trying to get us to start thinking the game really well. So what does it mean to have a female head coach because we we were talking in most of earlier and you said um you've always had male coaches and and since you were like 8. What did it mean to actually be working with a female coach? What's like the differences that you've noticed? Um, I don't know if there's like a difference per se. I think the biggest difference would be that she's so young and she's like just almost like freshly out of college. Like she's only a few years older than I am. So it's like, I I think the biggest thing is that she's able to relate to the experiences that all of us girls have had on the team before, whether it's like 
I don't know, like just being in college and dealing with the academic and athletic full schedule or anything like that. It's mostly just being able to like relate in an, in an easier way than if I were to have like a male coach. I get that. Uh, yeah, no, I have another question. Is there, um, you know, obviously you were captain last season and mm-hmm. you are going to be captain once again in this season. Was there a previous player when you were a freshman or sophomore that you really looked up to and now you're looking back on and reflecting those moments that you had with that said player to really use as, you know, something to lead you forward as now, you know, second year captain? Um, yeah, I um when I was a sophomore we had two captains, um Natasha Steinley and uh Lila Tozek and both of them were very uh they were really good leaders and I just always like I always wanted to be able to lead a team the same way that they were able to lead us because we did a little better when I was a sophomore than we did this year. So I don't know. It was it was it was always nice to have like a really good um, relationship with both of them as well because like um, Lila was actually like my my veteran. Like we have rookies and vets, and she was my vet since I was a freshman. So it was kind of nice to have that to look up to. Yeah, that's uh, very good to hear. Is there a player in? either men's or women's hockey that you try to style your game after? I know too many hockey players don't really like to look up to a player and just really match their game off of that, but they like to take, you know, little pieces out of their game to put to theirs. Is there a player in men's or women's pro hockey that you really look to? Um, I wouldn't say there's like a set player. I mean, I just, I like to take any aspect that I see in like a player and try to like apply it to my game, not so much emulate it or match it perfectly. I think, um, my mom actually makes this, um, comparison a lot. She, she likes to compare me to Braden Point a lot just because we score like similar goals, I guess. I don't know, but I mean, it's not a bad player to be, uh, compared to. Definitely not bad. Um, now have you, th- have you thought about what your, uh, what your goal song would be? Have any ideas of a goal song? Um, and I swear, Evan, if you better not say... Do not say Party in the USA. Yeah, it's Party in the USA, baby. Evan. Jeff Skinner. No. Um, I will turn your microphone down. Else. You can't steal somebody else's goal song. It's it's Buffalo's goal song now. We've no, embraced it's it. It's Buffalo's goal song. The like shout song is the Buffalo goal song. I don't even like football, and I agree with that statement. Yeah, but no, like, no, the Buffalo Sabres goal song is party in the USA. We get it. You like Jeff Skinner. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so what would your goal song be? <laughs> um, I don't know. That's really hard. It's I. I just I really like music, so having to like pick one. Honestly, uh, see, I, I'd want to say like Taylor Swift or something, but. We've had this, like, since I was a freshman, they didn't do it this year, thankfully, but since I was a freshman, our, like, opposing, like, when we get scored on, they used to play Shake It Off, and we, you know, heard that so many times, it got really monotonous and just not, like, anytime that song plays, we're like, turn it off, please. Just bad (laughs) memories related to that song. Um, Would this happen at home? Yeah, so we had a goal song, like, against us, so whenever the other team would score, they'd just play Shake It Off, you know? Oh, no, that sounds awful. Yeah. I don't want to, like, uh, I don't want to hear that every time somebody else scores. Because I I remind you that somebody scores. I feel like now you can't hear that song differently ever again. No, I can't. Anytime I hear it, even if it just comes up randomly on my Spotify, every time I hear it, I'm like, oh, God, did we just get scored on? Like, (laughs) terrible. Um, I I mean, if I were to, uh, I can't pick one. I'd either say something Taylor Swift or maybe something by, like, the Glorious Sons or something. I don't know. 
Well, obviously we know Evans' uh, goal song. Do you guys have? Do you, oh, would you have geez. a goal song, Double D? I'll, I'll have to. I'll, I'll get back to you on that. I'll get for, back to you on that. For me, it would probably have to be like, um, boy. Now that I'm putting myself on the spot, yeah, you know what I mean? It's, it's a very on the spot question. Um, Not for me. It's oh, very oh, apparent. We know. <laughs> I, Josh Skinner, I have my, party in the USA. Uh, come with me now. By Congos. That's, oh, that's a good song. That's, that's a, good a song. that that's like a pump up song that mm-hmm. I like. Mm-hmm. I honestly would prob uh oh, yeah. hmm again I'm doing uh let's look at my songs because it probably would be um ooh uh either you shook me all night long by ACDC or for those about to rock we salute you by ACDC. Those are my that that would be my goal song if I ever like I like if I was like you know how they do in in baseball how like the when walk up song walk up yeah walk up songs but also like when um, when Mariano Rivera played with the Yankees every time he would come out of the bullpen he like they would play um uh, why am I drawing blank on it from Metallica um uh, Enter Sandman good song. I, Oh yeah, I, that would be another good one. But like, it's not like you would play it at the start of it. You would probably have to play it like in the middle of it. I think you could definitely. I think you shook me all night long. Like you just you're playing that. That would be mine. Or I've always loved for um, if you ever like one thing. I always wish that the Sabers would do was um, play the song "Hell's Bells" by ACDC. And before they go into before they go onto the ice, and then there's just smoke just coming out uh, out of and like the whole like and, and like every time the bell goes off, like the ice the rink flashes and then it flashes and then once the guitar solo starts playing, that's when you hear "Welcome to the Ice, your Buffalo Sabers," and then they come out. Oh my god, I feel like that would just be so awesome. I wish that they would do that for Buffalo State, but you know. I feel like a lot of be, money. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Bu- budget Mo- issues. On yeah, <laughs> we uh, we probably could just you know get a couple drums together and just go. Yeah, <laughs> maybe like a tiny fog machine. Just, yeah, they actually in my sophomore year the men's team did a game where they like turned the lights off, and they had a fog machine, but they never did it after that. <laughs> I'll pitch oh, that. Geez. I'll pitch that one. Maybe we can get that one back. Um, you know something that we do with all our you know guests is we do something called top three. Um, it's just a reoccurring segment that is brought here with our guests and my top three proposal for today is top three favorite movies mm. Ooh, yeah okay okay um you can do a trilogy if you want like trilogy can be one that makes it easy on her because then she's just gonna say like star wars or something no 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 no, no. i think i can list these chronologically and that i usually can't do that but, <laughs> um i think i'm gonna have to go Lord of the Rings trilogy as my third, Stand by Me as my second, and Dead Poets Society as my first. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. I remember I, I could never get into Lord of the Rings. It's just it's too, it's just too. I mean, I'm gonna sound like a hypocrite when I say that it's too long. And I thought that, I mean, I'm not gonna say that the Batman was not long because it was, but I was able to get through that. I just, I just, I was never a big fan of like The Hobbit or anything like that. Okay, we'll pause because The Hobbit saga, whatever, trash. <laughs> Lord of the Rings, good. The Hobbit, trash. 
and I will stand on that hill till I die. <laughs> I thought that you know the Hobbit wasn't terrible, but mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. <laughs> You're not no. Win it. Um. So, oh, I want to. Th- I'm trying. I want to think of other top three stuff because this. Ooh. Oh wait, I had an idea. I was going to ask Carrington if he had one that he was really passionate about because we had already done Cause, that yeah we already did top guests. three I but feel we... like i have a good idea for another one you want to do it right now yeah go for yeah, it so not? angelina just to before i get into it do you have instagram i do all right what's your top three accounts on instagram you follow top oh. three best follows on ig oh that's a good one. Oh man um okay to be honest i'm not like super active on instagram but uh um harry styles Always has some good. Uh, he doesn't post very often, but when he posts, it's like it's never it's never a letdown. It's like an album drop. Oh yeah, <laughs> um, he has a new album coming out. Just so everybody knows. Um, any of the NHL accounts are usually kind of funny. They're more so funny on Twitter, but I feel like it carries over to their Instagrams. Um, I really like the ca- the Hurricanes media person. They're really funny. Um, and the, uh, what what were they called? They called themselves the jerks. The jerks, yeah, yeah, bunch of jerks. Um. <laughs> And what were your third? thoughts on that? The, the bunch of um, that was when I was like first starting to get into them as a team, and like at first I was kind of annoyed. I was like, "This is stupid. Like, can you just not be dramatic?" But then like they they just kind of took the label and just like made it their own. They like took back the, you know. I thought it was kind of neat. I like the little storm surge that they do after the games. I will never forgive. I'm any. I will go to the end of till my grave to say that if. Car- if Buffalo had beaten Carolina in 05-06, we would have won the cup. I will go that till the ends of the earth. I, I, there's probably an alternate universe that has that actually happening where Jay McKee doesn't hurt himself and the Sabres actually win the Stanley Cup or Brett Hall's foot was actually in the crease. Well, Brett Hall's foot in the crease was actually called and... Uh, this is one thing that's terrible about me with the Sabres fan. He's going to go to sleep with nightmares tonight. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to wake up at like three in the morning and yell, Goal! <laughs> <laughs> or he's going to, like, think about the Bills' Super Bowl losses. He's going to go, wide right! He's going to fall off the bed on the right side. Wide <laughs> right! 13 seconds! Yeah, 13 oh, seconds. No. Say, do I, do I, well, I wake up, I... I I sleep on my right side, so... Uh-oh. Oh, no. It's going to happen. Everything's coming to full close. Now, I have a top three, if we're okay with that. Yeah, that's well, fine. Well, you're... I feel like all of us should come up with a top three I know. for everybody. This makes uh, it more fun. So, my top three is Center in Buffalo. I, I think everybody oh, knows where I'm going with this. Food. Um I'm a big guy. So, top three wing flavors. Oh, uh, I, you... I, 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 can, I can answer it. Um, I don't know. I, I kind of dig, like, spicy, whatever. Um, honey barbecue's not bad either. I, I, I would like honey barbecue flavored something. Um, I don't know about the third one, though. <laughs> not very. I'm not very versed in, like, I don't know. Sh- 
wing culture. Are you not versed in wings? I I I I don't. I'm a. Uh, she is God, a. Sounds so pretentious every time I say it. No, goodness. I, I had. I mean, I just want to know. I had a. <laughs> I had a girl say to me on ten questions when I asked drums or flats. She said she was vegan. Yeah. Oh jeez. Yeah. I mean, I'm not vegan, but I I don't eat meat. So. Oh okay. Yeah. She eats like it's mainly like fish or something. Like it's it, it's basically vegetarian except. It's you're not like vegetarian still means you can eat like dairy or, um, you know, fish or stuff like that. Um, yeah, I asked her that when I did 10 questions and I was like, there's another one <laughs> that when I asked drums or flats and she goes, I don't eat drums. Or at least she didn't say I'm vegan. I think that was probably the worst. I just From I don't on, like. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, I just don't like saying it. I feel like it's so pretentious, and everybody in Buffalo looks at me funny. Nah, no, like, I don't think that it's it's not weird. I think you know the fact that you're that you are okay. Like, I would have no problem with saying to people like if you know, like what kind of like pizza or what or wings do you like, and I would just be like, I don't eat pizza. I'm uh, like it's like either I'm a vegan or a vegetarian or whatever. But yeah, just I don't know. Don't like it. Uh, so I noticed, like we were talking earlier, what other, we were talking about some tattoos that you have. What are they that you have? Um, I have, so my the first tattoo that I got um, was when I was a freshman in college. And I was like really going through it in terms of like homesickness. And I was talking to my mom and I was like, I just really want like a tattoo, like a California tattoo so that I don't like, so I can look at it and be like, not as homesick, like. And uh, she was like, well, just make sure it's not, like, that typical, like, California outline or, like, a palm tree because, like, everybody and their mother has that at home. <laughs> so it's, like, I was, like, really trying to think of something. So um, there's a beach that I go to with my mom, like, almost every weekend, like, that we just, like, we'll either walk around or just stand and, like, watch. It's like a dog beach. But um, so I got the coordinates to that. And I have that on my, oh, um, cool. like, like, on my forearm. And then... Um, uh, when I came to Buff State, I had to change my like jersey number, and I had been I had previously been number forty four for like my entire career. And what made you want to go with forty four? Um, Mark Edward Vlasic. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So I had that number, and then I couldn't have it when I came to Buff State, and I wanted and I I I, I I'm humbly I accomplished a lot of things with that number, like in my youth career and all that. So I wanted a way to like remember it. So I got it in Roman numerals on the back of my left calf. And then my third tattoo, I got um, on my the inside of my right wrist. I have um, quote, uh, empty quotation marks because I'm a writer, and you know if it's empty quotation marks, you can say whatever you want, right? That's the purpose of being a writer. So that's why I got that one. Um, and then my fourth one, I just got over spring break, which is on my like it's under my collarbone, and I got um, uh, it's a, a tree branch slash like flowers from my grandma's favorite tree so Ooh. yeah that's that's one thing i like about i love about tattoos is that like they have meaning to them like i mean like when i showed you my three i mean i don't know if you know like like the, the reason with the koi fish is because it represents perseverance and i was telling you about some uh stuff that happened in my life and i feel like that that's really been helping me and also the fact that i'm an eagle scout i got an eagle and then a little tribute to my dad, but that's really all the questions I have. Do you guys have anything? And then we'll probably take a break and we'll have her sign the autograph wall. Uh, I have one more question. Hit me so, on. so, 
Around here, around here, mm-hmm. Popsy is known as the drink of champions, oh, right? Mm-hmm. What is your drink of champions? Like, if there is one drink that you had, and it, like, it just gave you that type of feeling, the drink of champions, like, what is your drink? Oh, man, I feel like I'm going to get in trouble for this. Probably water or tea. <laughs> I'm not very, <laughs> I can see the look you're giving me. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't, I, that I is don't, what, I don't like, like, I don't know. I've never been a big, like, soda no. drinker, so I don't. Pop. No, no. It's pop. No, it's not. It's always been pop. No, it's not. No, it's not. soda, it's pop. I promise you When you, you live here, it's pop. Oh, it's pop. God. No, no. I've like, come, this is I've pop. come to the realization, I, my girlfriend is from Long Island, I've come to the realization that I'm not going to change her mind. There was one time, one time only, and I will always remember it, where we were in um I visited her on Long Island and we went out to hibachi with her friends and she said pop and I went I win yes <laughs> no it, no at least you don't call it soda pop all right that's, that's just ridiculous yeah okay we can all agree on there's that. another weird term for for pop coke it's, is that what it's called well just i coke? know down south they just call they call everything coke well, yeah. I'll have a uh, I'll have a root beer Coke or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, a Coke the, with root beer. The 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 vernacular like like the differences in like, like geographical differences in like diction and vernacular and never ceases to amaze me. And and I I get endless like. It's like with sneakers and no, call, they're she not call, sneakers. She calls I can't. it tennis shoes. Tennis? What? Yes, you, tennis shoes. Okay, so I used to play tennis. There is a specific type of shoe of tennis shoes. Everything else is a sneaker or a boot or something else. Not everything is a tennis shoe. No, I don't call everything tennis shoes. Like, if you're wearing, like, Vans, those are sneakers. But, like, running shoes or tennis shoes, those are, like, that's, like, athletic shoes are tennis shoes. Like, to me. And don't get me started on, like, book bag. What? It's a backpack. Yeah, backpack. Okay. I've called that a backpack. Yeah. I feel book like that's. Bag. I was gonna say that's just like a slang term. I feel like people just call it book bag. No, but there's so think, many differences. Like it's no. crazy. Like I get in arguments with my friends over this. Stuff. Oh my god. Yeah, like you guys also. Okay, see, mm, here we go again. Like, <laughs> you know, like when you go get like soft serve and they put the two flavors together. Oh, a twist. Yeah, no, a twist. it's called a swirl. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, swirl twist. Yeah. The swirl is on the top of the ice cream. No, it's just... It's, it's not the whole... No, the like, swirl, yeah, like, the swirl's like at the top at of the At home, yeah. like, when I go home and, like, I get, like, a swirl... Like, I remember, I think I was in some place in, like, West Seneca or something, like, year, like in my freshman year, and I, I went up to the window and I asked for a swirl and the girl just kind of stared at me and I was like... Was it at Cone King? It was. Yeah. <laughs> Cone King on Center Road. <laughs> it was. But, yeah, I, it, it's... Mm can't get over the way you guys say some stuff around here it's pop, <laughs> swirls at the top of the ice cream i i've kind of come to like i use I, I i mean i tease my girlfriend about the whole pop thing i just don't care anymore just because like i'm not gonna change her mind i can't change her mind so all right this has been a fun like half hour i really thank you so much for coming on we we can't wait to hopefully i you are you coming back next year TBD. I really want to, but I haven't made like a set decision. Yet, okay. So. Well, you know, like we said, thank you so much for coming on. I know it was last minute for you. Like, you know, today you came on and it was last minute. I let you ask. I asked you a few hours ago and I, we really appreciate you coming on. Well, thank you for having me. It's been exciting. I was a little nervous, but it was okay. Yeah. So 
you know, it wasn't too bad. So that that was uh, Angelina Cruzal, uh, the captain for the Buffalo State women's hockey. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back here on 91.3 FM WBNY. Welcome back to the Blitz here on 91.3 FM WBNY. I think you know what this is, this means. Da-da-da-da. We're going to get into some basketball talk. We got more playoff stuff to talk about. All right. So I'm going to kind of keep this on the lowdown because I wanted to get to what. So we've already had game ones of probably, I think, every series go on. But I I heard that, like, um, what's his name? Uh, Stephen A. Smith was talking about how. He feels like that it it was like uh, who was better, the Nets or the Lakers. And, you know, I thought that, in my opinion, I think that. Wait, did I say the Nets? I meant the Knicks. Boy, I'm. The Nets or the Knicks? The Knicks or the Lakers. Lakers. Knicks or the Lakers. But, uh, anyways, so um, we already got into the. We got a little bit into the first round, but. What what were your thoughts so far on the uh, the first round matchups that came out this past weekend? Uh, yeah, I think I'll start really quick uh, between the Jazz and the Mavericks. Obviously, Luka Doncic didn't play game one, so you know that's a big storyline there. Obviously, he's they probably not going to play game two either. Yeah, it's you know up in the air. It could be. It's looking like he might not play. Um, but you know when you don't have a player like Luka Doncic. It's going to be, you know, nearly impossible for yourself to win a playoff game, especially against a team like the Jazz, as they have a, a very top end player in Donovan Mitchell, and you know he showcased out the first game, and you know they only they only beat the Mavericks by six. So if Doncic comes back, you know, sooner rather than later, the Mavericks probably could, you know, get out of the first round against the Jazz, and you know, going towards the Seventy Sixers and the Raptors, this is my thing on paper. The Raptors have the two best players in this, or the the Seventy Sixers have the two best players in the series. For a second, I was yeah, going to say absolutely not. I know <laughs> for I love my Raptors, but their Joel Embiid is probably going to win MVP, and uh, James Harden is still an, an elite player. And you you had you know um, Maxi. I just kept getting annoyed hearing his name just breaking I, out with thirty eight points, and I felt. Did any of you guys see what happened in the um in his uh, to the um Scotty Barnes injury? Yeah, he got Embiid stepped on his foot, which that's a big boy stepping he on his He stepped foot. on his foot and it, and he rolled his ankle like the momentum of Embiid. I oh god, that was so awful to see just like he looked like he was in like he was in so much pain, but let me tell you this. I would not be surprised if the Timberwolves win the, like win this in six. They already stole game one, so right now they have home court. If they can just take care of home court, they got this. I think it also like I'm not going to say the Grizzlies are a bad team, but I think just the fact the Grizzlies are young and inexperienced, I think that that's what might sort of do them. In I mean, you this. can say the same thing about the yeah. the Timberwolves. Like these teams are both very young. I think they have that. The youngest average age, it's like 24 and 25 years old, and they're both playing each other in the first round, which I think is like the first time in 10 years that 
two young teams like that have been playing each other. Like for the Timberwolves, Anthony Edwards, when he's 20, 20 years old, 20, mm-hmm. 21, um, D'Angelo Russell and Carl Anthony Towns are still very young, and they just have a bunch of young players down the line of their lineup. And when you go to Minas- or the Memphis, Ja, still young. Uh, Dylan Brooks, pretty young. Jaron Jackson, young. Desmond Bain, young. Kyle Anderson, you know, pretty young player as well. Um, and Steven Adams isn't even that old compared to, you know, a lot of veteran players around the league. So they have a very young lineup as well. So both of those teams are young. Going to other NBA games, I really thought that the Hawks and Heat matchup was very interesting. Um, just, <laughs> just because, like, I know Tanner, you're a Hawks fan, so, you know, take this with a grain of salt. But just the way that the Miami Heat played defense that game was just truly... Uh, amazing to watch. They, you know, shut down one of the league's perennial scorers in Trey Young to what he's season had low. Season six. low, season low, eight points, one of twelve oh, shooting. Six. I, yeah. th- I thought he had eight. I, points. I he had eight. No, well, I'll, I thought he had six. And yeah. no, he had eight. I'll agree with you there, though. The Heat defense. I mean, they're just so long, and they have so many big bodies they can throw at Trey. I mean, it's ridiculous. I mean, their starting five is just their defense is incredible. Even with Bam on the floor, you know, he's such a versatile defender. They can pretty much switch everything. You got Kyle Lowry out there is a good defender. Mm-hmm. Max Struess, who they started, former um, Raptor. Yeah, Jimmy Butler obviously is a great defender. PJ Tucker, Bam out of Bio. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like Bam can play one through five, or not play one through five. He can Get guard one through five. Like it's it's absolutely ridiculous because normally when you put a center up at the top of the key against you know a point guard or you know a, you know a wing a wing player, you know they're they're in a mismatch and they really can't guard those types of players. But Bam is so fundamentally sound and just the way he plays defense and his ability to attack the ball is unbelievable. And you know he really you know, put a show defensively by stopping Trey Young just the other night. Although I will say I have a little more hope for the Hawks moving forward because, I mean, they were just horrific. They shot the ball terribly in that game, and you have to think that's not going to, you know, continue as the series moves on. I mean, they shot 38% from the floor and 27 from downtown. Like, Duncan Robinson, I mentioned, he hit eight threes. The Hawks as a team hit 10. So you have to think that'll balance out a little bit. The Heat will cool off from the outside, and the Hawks will get better because, I mean, they're one of the, what, top three or five teams in the league in, in offensive rating or whatnot. So I think, you know, they'll get – maybe they'll take it to six, I would hope. But I, as far as winning this series, that might be a bit of a long Atlanta shot. Atlanta has not, like, been what – I think a lot of people were expecting because I think people were expecting them to be a perennial contender and not have to go into the playing game. You're looking at their plus minus. Everybody on the at least on the starting lineup for Atlanta is in a at least the worst the the best I would say is um, a minus seventeen. I don't know who uh, that is. Who uh, was it? Is it Onyeka Kongu? No, Kevin Herter, da- Gallinari, da- Danilo Gallinari. Yeah, the, 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 this guy. Yep, Gallo. I, I see. This is this is when you come into things. Like everybody had a minus of a double digit. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't. It's no offense, Tanner, but I don't see this series going. If if it, it keeps going like this, this is going to end in four. I mean, they overperformed last year. There's no doubt about that. I mean, after you know Nate McMillan took over, they got on a run and 
made it to the the Eastern Conference Finals, but they overperformed. Their defense is just falling off a cliff this year. So if you're not going to play defense and you just can't shoot the ball, it's a recipe for disaster. I'm still going to root for them. Trey Young's still my favorite player in the league. Go Hawks! But I don't know. They might uh, might not make it past like five six games in this series. I just have I- one final question, Tanner, before we wrap up here. Mm-hmm. If the Hawks lose in four or five against the Heat. Where do they go from here, and what do they need to add in the draft or free agency? Defense. We need defense. I mean, DeAndre Hunter is your best perimeter defender, but obviously Trey Young is like a black hole defensively. Herter is okay. Gallinari's kind of old and doesn't have the same foot speed that he used to, and Capel's a good rim protector, but not really good perimeter defender. So they need three and D. Defense, 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 because that's, as I mentioned, that's Trey Young's defense, or that's Trey Young's weakness is his defense. So just put defenders around him. Three and D guys, like, you know, a Clay Thompson or a Paul George, and that not only can they hit the three and play defense but can make occasional plays off the dribble so just three and d guys who can at times create offense all right now then three games that are coming up today raptors sixers who you got in that game sixers sixers Sixers. (laughs) sorry depot don't be biased. I'm not going to be biased. If if one of your best players is not going to play when Scotty Barnes, uh, it's going to be the Sixers, and they're going to go up 2-0, and I will have to choose it. It's a, it's tough, but you know what are you going to do? All right, Jazz Mavericks. I'll take the Jazz. I'm going to take the Jazz as well. I just don't think the Mavericks have enough perimeter creation without Luka. I'm going to pick the upset. Why not? I don't even know if that's really considered an upset. Well, I, I mean, yeah, without Luca, without Luca, I mean, wow, Utah, that is a major Utah, upset. Utah is five and a half, uh, is five points. Um, that's yeah. I, uh, if I if Luca's not going to play, I don't think that. I'm not going to say the Mavericks don't have a chance because they almost won, but you I'll go with that. I'll know. go with I'll go with Utah in this one. Donovan Mitchell's that boy. I love Donovan Mitchell. <laughs> he's inconsistent, but man, when he's on his game. Mm-hmm. All right, and lastly, the night game, Warriors-Nuggets. Dub Nation, I'll say it for you, Harrington. Dub Nation, Dub Nation, man. Up. Jordan Poole coming off a 30-point performance. Steph Curry looking to bounce back and play more minutes, coming back from injury, obviously. Klay Thompson looking to heat up. Draymond Green with his leadership and Andrew Wiggins, you know, playing good role support. Come on, man, give me the Warriors. I just, I, I don't see the Nuggets keeping up with the Warriors' high-paced offensive tempo style play. They just the don't. Series. They just don't have the. If maybe if you have Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr., it's a different story. But with just Jokic out there, and I mean Aaron Gordon was, I guess, is the number two. He was awful in that game one. But the Warriors, and plus they found the new death lineup. You got Curry, Thompson, Poole, uh, Wiggins, and then Draymond. Like the the Nuggets can't hang with that. All right, and uh, then I will go with. I'll go with uh, the Warriors on this one, um, but I do think that I do think that the that Denver will come back and win games three and four. I think that the I think they'll split the first four. I think Warriors go up three to one in the first four. That's I think the Warriors finish in five. That's just my thing. All right, all right. That's gonna do it for this episode of the Buffalo Blitz on ninety one point three FM WBNY. We will be back here on Wednesday. Um, Myself, Evan Harrington, will be back here, and if Double D can be here, uh, he'll ha- he'll be here, and then Tanner will be here for hour number two on Wednesday, and we'll have even 
Uh, Buffalo State women's basketball coach, Coach Mary Beth Nugent, Coach MB, will be on, and we'll be excited for that. She'll be, like, at the start of the show because she said she could come in at 1 o'clock, but um, we're excited about that. So stay tuned for more music here on 91.3 FM WBNY, Buffalo's original alternative station since 1982, brought to you by the Buffalo State Student Activity Fee. We'll see you guys on Wednesday.